0: Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at diymoney.org. That's diymoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back. You are listening to DIY Money. I'm your host, Quintetro.
1: And Daniel's all know. That was a what are you doing over there? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't You're know. so distracted. I am so distracted. Yes. Okay, Daniel, last time we visited with the folks, uh, I feel like I kind of beat them up a little bit. I need, to, I need to back off a little bit. A couple
0: people said they were
1: hurting. Yeah, I don't want to do that, but I, I don't have, you know, I, I don't have a lot of empathy. And, and I, I, maybe I should. Look, I have empathy if you have a, a physical... Uh, challenge. It does not allow you to work. You you have some, you know, real real life challenges. I, I that I, my heart goes out to you. It really does, and I and I hope, I hope and pray that you that you find um the the groups or the the places that can that can help. Uh, for the vast majority, however, it is a matter of getting off your butt and making your financial life better. Yeah, get creative. It's simple. I want to talk about one of the biggest, biggest detriments to people's financial progress. And it's one that's been around probably f- forever. I would imagine back in like the Stone Age, like a guy was chipping away at a wheel, was working really hard, and he like looked over to the other cave, and the guy like had a better wheel. Ooh, yeah. Better yeah, wheel. He was like, ur, ah, ur. I don't know what he did then. <laughs> there you go. That was a good Neanderthal. And you know, and 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 then he was like, you know, yelled at his wife and yelled at his kids to get out there, you know, because he was trying to keep up with the Joneses.
0: The cavers, the caveman. <laughs> Neanderthal's a very Anglo American name, <laughs> of All
1: right. Keeping up with the Joneses, it's real simple. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. And in today's day and age, we have a world in which I can hit a button on my phone. A, a, uh, when it's not really a button, an icon. And I can immediately see all of my friends that are in much better places than I am right now. Or at least look like they are. Geography. Geographic places. Oh, better. Yes. Better. Even then, maybe it's Photoshopped. I doubt it. I mean, uh, my my friends aren't as technologically savvy <laughs> as your friends. <laughs> they're, they're probably crappy pictures, too. Like, oh, look at my margarita. If you're listening to this, Quint loves you. I do love you, but I, you're not going to Photoshop yourself at the, you know, whatever, some resort. But anyways, the point being is this. You, you know, it used to be when they would say, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, they literally meant your neighbor who's, you know, in the car, uh, the house the job the conversations the what have you and nowadays it is it is social media it is the media itself it is it, you name it anytime you turn around you can find someone doing something somewhere that is certainly better than what you're doing and you have a choice to make you have a choice that says okay I want to be out at dinner. I want to be at that game. I want to go to the next concert. Why can't we go on vacation? Why can't we live in the bigger house? Why can't we have the better car? Or or you can say, you know what? I don't care about the short-term feeling stuff. I want to pursue the long-term goals and objectives we've set forth. And I promise you, I promise you, you know this, but I want to reiterate it. I promise you that if you keep that front and center, all of these short-term things, all of these short-term you know, pictures and places and stuff, it, it, it disappears. It's forgotten about. If you continue on the right path, your time will come. And I'm not saying that shouldn't be what you strive for. But right now, if you can't get involved in that, you can't afford it, then don't. So what are some things, Daniel, that people need to think about when they're looking at all their friends on social media, doing all these great things? How do
0: they stay focused on their financial goals and objectives? Well, I think that is the key right there, is figuring out what is truly your goal and being confident of the fact that your goals are often not your friends or your acquaintances or your followers or the people who you follow, their goals. And so a lot of times it's easy to get significantly distracted and kind of off the path, uh, sort of like a squirrel, just just kind of zigzagging all over the place. Uh, But the fact of the matter is... we talked about in earlier episodes, uh, I believe, documenting what your financial goals are, setting on paper what it is that you are setting out to achieve, the plan that you have in front of you, and listen, if that plan uh, is not, you know, saving up for a vacation in Cancun, then don't be jealous about your friend who's in Cancun. Yeah, it's awesome, but it, that's not that's not where you're headed, and you can't do everything. You legitimately cannot. Achieve and do everything in this moment right now. So, if you're focused on the goal, get after it. If, if, to use Quint's consistent working out examples, if your goal is to uh, run a fast marathon and weigh 140 pounds, you know, cheeseburgers and french fries may not be on your palate. Not going to be, not going to be on the, on the goal
1: sheet for that one. Uh, There's a couple of things that I can speak to personally, uh, some stories that I can, that I can relay that have helped me along, along this path. Um, but the first thing I want to say is that you got to know what's your trigger. First of all, if this stuff doesn't bother you, then that's fine. You know, that's fantastic. But if you, if you look around and you have a bunch of crap that you've overpaid for, uh, that is now just an albatross, then you have to really wonder what, what it was. What, why, why did you have that? What, why, why did you acquire that? Now, there's nothing sweeter, I will tell you firsthand, there is nothing, nothing sweeter than setting a goal and an objective and then working towards that goal and objective and achieving that and then experiencing that. And and that could be vacations, that could be a home, that could be automobiles, it could be whatever. It could just be a, a fully funded retirement. could be retirement itself. That's phenomenal. And I'm not here to poo-poo that. This is not a minimalist show. Okay. This is a show about getting on the right financial path, and a lot of it is mental. But if that's an area you struggle with, I got to tell you, just cut it out. Why, you know, don't get on the Facebook, don't get on the Insta. Stop looking at the Twitter, reading the blogs, following the celebrities. I mean, forget it. It's nonsense. And please, please, this is just a pet peeve. Do not announce to the world that you're taking a break from Facebook. It's so annoying. Why do these people do that? I'm taking a break from radio. I mean, just uh, everybody, just to let you know, I'm taking a break. And then it's like three weeks later, they're posting again. I'm like, come on. Just just, just disappear for a while. Disappear. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Gosh. Anyways. I love
0: you. Okay. I'm going to disappear for a while. No, you're not. You can't do that.
1: All right. Two stories real quick. Number one, freshman year in college. I come down from upstate New York. I joined University of Kentucky, 35,000 kids at the time. I don't know what it's grown to now. It's probably a little bit bigger. But holy cow, it was a great experience. It was an unbelievable, overwhelming experience. You know the number one thing I wanted to make sure didn't happen, Daniel? What? I didn't want to flunk out and have to go home. That's real simple. A good goal. So... Freshman year comes around, and this was at the time where you could still party on campus to an certain extent, or at least very close to it, and boy, there were parties, and it was rocking, and I was more petrified of missing class, missing, you know, grades, you know, that sort of thing, so I didn't go to a lot of events early on. Now, Come Thursday night, Friday night, okay, maybe, it, you know, that was that was my game on. But Monday night football, Tuesday night wing, whatever, Wednesday night, you know, I I said I can't do that. Now, early on, early on in my semester, I'll never forget this. It just was, it, it was amazing, is inevitably the next day there were, it was almost like this, social click this was even before the Facebook's of the world but there was this social click like oh gosh did you I mean last night with uh, Johnny and he you cannot believe it oh I can't believe it all in there Quint did you oh that's right you weren't there oh it was you missed it it was amazing Uh, and for that moment I was like son of a gun I missed another thing this stinks except guess what happened Wednesday rolled around, and it became Tuesday night stories. Oh, Tuesday night. Oh, my blah, blah, blah. It was awesome. I can't believe he did that. It was so dumb. He was running through this. And I'd be like, ah. But you know what? Monday night stories, they were gone. They were gone. Nobody cared. Nobody remembered. And I realized very quickly that there will always be another event. And I don't have to be at every single event. And I made that decision early because I knew what that would do if I tried to be at every event. I would be at no events pretty quickly. And ultimately what happened, unfortunately, are the people that were at every event early on in those days, I didn't see them. I didn't see a lot of them the second semester. I didn't see hardly any of them my second year in school. That was the first story. Second story, my wife and I are newly married coming off of a wedding that, um, we had planned and paid for together. Um, and so we had already gone through a very interesting year of financial, <laughs> uh, uh, goal setting progress, et cetera, saving up and putting money away for our, for our wedding and our honeymoon. uh, And ultimately, when we were married, we had to make a decision on where we were going to live. And so my wife at the time had already purchased, she was a professional physical therapist, she had already purchased a home. And this was in 2004, and I was already starting to get very concerned about the real estate market. And she just had happened to be in a newer development, had one of those very interesting loans at the time, um, and I owned a town home. and so we we were kind of going back and forth, you know, do we, do we want to live in one of these? And so we but we both wanted, we wanted a home that we could call our own. And what was hard was at the time, a lot of our friends were getting married, and they were buying these new homes. Remember, this is two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Interest rates are plummeting. Banks are loaning you as much money as you want no matter how much money you make. Okay, the writing was on the wall. I was in business for myself, I was in this business, I knew this is a problem, This didn't seem right. But I gotta tell you that the temptation from the banks, from the opportunity, from watching friends who are buying these big homes, it was real, and it was hard. And it was hard to turn down the new home out in Hamburg with the two stories, the white picket fence, beautifully done, you know, oh, sure, we'll finance this, et cetera, et cetera, and opt for the $55,000 starter home on Appian Way in Lexington, Kentucky. And if you're from Lexington, you know Appian Way, and it wasn't the section that was really close to Tate's Creek. It was a little farther down, a little sketchy, okay? And if you live there, I'm sorry, but look, let's face it, it was a little sketchy. $55,000 starter home. And a real quick, funny story. We didn't have money to paint it. This is funny. So I contacted all my friends and even some clients that said, hey, we're painting. I was kind of a little subjective. I said, <laughs> we're, we're all getting together. We're doing a service. We're going to paint this house. Service project. We're doing a service project. And I had like 15 people show up to paint this house. And I'll never forget. It's like a Saturday afternoon and they're painting and everybody's you know smiling. And one guy says, hey, Quint, this is great. You know, I really, really enjoy this. Who whose house are we painting? I said <laughs> it's my house. They were like, "What? This is your house?" Now they didn't want to be a jerk and be like, "Oh, I wouldn't have come," but I knew that they wouldn't have come. But anyways, this is so, why I always ask you
0: before I show up. Now, who, whose house, who's house
1: are we doing work on? Yeah. So bring your anyways, own brush. I was yeah, bring your own brush and chip in for the paint. Now <laughs> I'll, I'll buy pizza. But anyways, uh you know we we lived there. We loved it. It was. It was a struggle, all right. Newly married, we had two dogs. We lived in this in this very very small, and there's nothing against it, but it was a, it was a it was a sacrifice. And I gotta tell you, to start the marriage and head down that path, it was one of the best financial decisions we ever made. Just a few, I mean, I think it was a couple years, maybe a year and a half later, we ended up selling it because we were we were taking an unbelievable opportunity. We we moved for a couple years. Um, We sold it for, you know, quite a bit more than than we had bought it because we had all that free labor, you know, (laughs) fixing up the house. But anyways, the the point was, I remember that feeling. I remember that feeling vividly. I remember that feeling up until, what, a year ago, Daniel? I drove the the Honda Civic that, and again, nothing against Honda Civics, but I drove a Honda Civic with uh, 200,000 miles on it for a very, very long time Mm -hmm. until, and I needed to take care of it, until... I finally said, "Okay, now I can buy a better automobile." And I got to tell you, we look—we manage one hundred fifty million bucks. We, you know, we're a pretty decent, successful business. And I roll up to the to the you know to the power board meeting in my Honda Civic. That's a, I mean, it's a sometimes, it, but I am telling you, they the the temptations that they're real, and I understand that. But if you want to meet your goals and your objectives, you have to say no. You have to say no to that. Fast forward however many years, 15 years. Now, by a lot of hard work, a lot of luck, great people around us, we're now in a situation where we have no debt, we can go anywhere we want at any time, and we don't have to worry about the financial stress, the financial pressure. It's built into the budget the goals, the objectives, et cetera. Why? Because early on, we made those tough decisions. If you've not made those tough decisions, it's never too late to start, to start making those decisions today. Forget about keeping up with the Joneses. It's nonsense, and it's short-term. You're thinking long-term. Anything else to add to that, Daniel? think that's it. Live your life, no one else's. That's exactly right. I like that. We're just going to end on that one right there. We'll see you next week for another DIY Money. Make it a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYMoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.